I am hot as shit. Man, I want to take my shirt off for real, like riot. <laughs> this, ain't, this ain't Miami Beach, so let's go. Welcome to another episode of a Modern Man Podcast. I'm your host, J.D. Farrell. And we are presented to you by the Modern Podcast Network and the Modern.fm. I got a great episode for you today. All right. You know Stephen Merriweather, co-founder of the Modern Podcast Network and co-host of Fargo Watch Party. This is his first appearance on a Modern Man podcast, and it'd be the first of many, but today he comes on and talks about Apple's Worldwide Developers Conference and some of the new features that they will be showcasing and kind of what to look out for for the consumer from the kind of explains it from the developer's point of view. So I'm excited for that. Besides that, we got Fargo Watch Party coming back. We've been off for a few weeks, so we'll be back this Friday. And we're really ramping it up. And then Brianna Donnell with the Modern Woman podcast. Catch her every Monday evenings as she drops a new podcast. And if you don't want to watch it all, we got plenty of clips. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on the Modern FM on Instagram. We got plenty of content coming for you soon and plenty of new podcasts and new exciting things for you. So I hope you're tuned in. I hope you're liking, hope you're sharing with your friends because it's only growing. So today, you know him. He's a co-founder of the Modern Podcast Network. He's co-host with me on Fargo Watch Party. So happy to have Stephen Merriweather. What's up, Stephen? Thank you, JD. I'm happy to be here. First time on the Modern Podcast, on uh, a Modern Man Podcast. A Modern Man Podcast, yes. A Modern Man Podcast. First time. Long time listener. Ooh. First, First time, time caller. Yeah. I hope you're not nervous, you know. Yeah. Are you nervous, Stephen? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What, what, what are you here to talk to us about, Stephen? Tell them what you're here to talk to us about. I'm here to talk about WWDC. It is the Worldwide Developer Conference put on by Apple every year. And we're going to talk about what Apple announced. What's coming up in the newest version of iOS? What are the new features coming to the Mac and the iPad? It's this big conference they put on every year. It happened yesterday. I watched it. I watched it every year. And I'm here to talk about it. Do you think we're are we were we in for some big changes? What what was Apple expected to announce? Were there some things that people were anticipating them coming out with? So so every year around this time, early June, Apple announces the newest version of iOS. Last year, the current version is iOS 14. The new version is iOS 15. They also announced the newest version of iPad OS. They they announced the new version of Mac OS. They announced a new version of Watch OS. If you have an Apple Watch. Um, and, and, uh, new version of like HomePod and AirPods and like all sorts of new features for those, those devices. So all that we expected to happen and it did happen. There were some rumors that they were going to announce some new hardware, some new laptops that did not happen. Oh. So this was purely software. Okay. Um, and there were some rumors of, you know, what, what were they going to focus on? Um, there were some rumors ahead of time that said there was going to be a lot of new changes to the messaging app. That turned out not to be entirely true. Um, so 
so I think the big rumor was there was there might be hardware, there was no hardware, it was all software, but there were a lot of new features that are going to get released around September in the fall, and I'm here to talk about them. All right. I, w- I want to start with a basic, que- basic question for the basic consumer. All these new operating systems coming out for all these new devices, do they usually require you to get the new device or the updates compatible with the old device? Because everyone says every time a new update comes out, that's when my old one stops working. Are they are the software designed to not be compatible with the old devices? No, no, of course not. Of course not. So um, as devices age, they eventually stop getting software updates. If you got a device last year, you'll always be able to get the new update this year. If you got a device five years ago, you might not be able to get a new update this year. It all, it all depends on, on the different devices that are supported. For iOS, for your phone, for your iPhone, if you have iOS 14, which is the latest version of iOS, you will be able to upgrade to iOS 15. They announced that all devices that support 14 will also be supported on 15. Um, Mac OS, uh, it's, it's not as straightforward, so some devices were being rolled out. But for the most part, if you have a, 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 a computer or a phone or a tablet that is three to four years old, you're definitely going to be able to upgrade. Any older than that, you'll have to double check. Okay. All right. So now let's go into some of the new features and some of the new devices. Okay. Uh, where, okay. where do you so, want to start? Where do we start? So I'm just, I'm just going to... I have, I have a lot of stuff on my list to talk about. Some things I think are more exciting, so we'll spend some extra time on them. Other things, not super exciting, but I'll mention them anyway. Okay. Okay, so big thing, I think, that is coming to iOS 15, iPad, and Mac, so this is going to be true across all the devices, are big changes to FaceTime. So what's happening? Okay, so the first thing, for, first change in FaceTime is a new grid view. So if you're FaceTiming with multiple people, there's a way to see everyone on the call at once. Okay. Whereas currently, you can only see the person who's talking. Um, there's also spatial audio. So what spatial audio is, is um, if you are listening on your AirPods and you like move the phone around your face, the audio will change in your AirPod to make it seem like you're sort of it's coming at the direction that your phone is. Hmm. So if your phone is right in front of you, okay. it'll come equally from both AirPods. If, if you hold it to like the right of you, more of the sound will be coming from the right, less from the left. So it sort of makes you more spatially aware. Yes, like that. Okay. There is um, a new portrait mode. So I don't know if you've ever taken a portrait picture in your, on your iPhone, but what it does is it blurs out the background and then it just brings you up in center. There's a new portrait mode on FaceTime, which I think is really cool. Okay, all right. Okay. Um, more exciting news, there are now, there's now this thing called FaceTime links. So you can go to your FaceTime app, create a link, text it to people, and they can click the link to join your FaceTime. Mm. They don't even need an iPhone. They can do that on Android phones or the web. Someone's competing with Zoom. That's that's really what all these things you've been laying out, it feels like they're really trying to compete with Zoom right now. They're stealing 
whatever was in their software and adding it to the FaceTime. And uh, I'll, I'll go one step further. You can now, there, there's this new feature called SharePlay. You can share your screen, you can share audio, or you can share video on FaceTime. Oh, yeah. Oh, they are definitely trying to <laughs> capture that market. That Yep. They're, they're a year behind, Yeah, but, but all the features are there now. And everyone already has Macs and iPhones, so they're like, you already have the devices, you already love FaceTime. Just do it on FaceTime. You already have everyone's number. You yeah, don't need exactly. their email now. Yeah. Wow. I, I can't wait. I've been on so many FaceTimes with like my mom, especially me, who's someone's more technical. My mom needs technical support, and she has something wrong with her phone. Just share the screen with me. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be able to help her out so much easier. I'm on the phone. I'm, I'm FaceTiming Milena, my girlfriend. We, yeah. we wanna, she wants to show me something. Uh, like some new furniture or something. Instead of sending a link, she just shares the screen. It's right there. Wow. It's going to be great. I'm, I'm super excited for this. I just see FaceTime for business. I just see that an Apple commercial. I just see yeah. it right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Mm -hmm. Okay, now that's big. Anything else for the iOS on the iPhone? So, so that's just FaceTime. So, just FaceTime, sorry, across all so, platforms. Across all platforms. So one of the big things that... Apple has been striving towards is to um, announce features that that exist on all the platforms on iPhone, iPad, and Mac. Okay. For the for the longest time, that wasn't possible. For the longest time, iPhone got all the features first, and then the Mac got them a few years later. They've made lots of they've talked about it a lot. They've made lots of under the hood techn you know technological changes to allow all of these changes to be on all platforms at once. So FaceTime. Those features coming to all platforms. A um, quick question before we move on, if we can. Okay. Yeah. How difficult is it to make features that are, because I guess it's easier with the iPad and the iPhone to make features that are compatible. How hard or how much more difficult is it to make features with the Mac operating system compared with the iPhone? Well, I mean, um, a few years ago, they were, it was basically, you had to write two separate applications. And so if you build a bunch of features in one application, you'd have to build the exact same features in the other application, which is why they were so out of sync all the time. Um, Apple, a few years ago, announced a new like programming framework where you could build iOS, iPad, and Mac apps using the same code base. Okay. So you built one application, and it spanned all three devices. Um, and so um, all of their new applications are built in this new framework. And so now for them, you up, you add features once and it automatically shows up everywhere. Yeah. And it just took the time investing into that single framework that was compatible with both. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's called um, Swift UI is like the, the technical term. So if you build a Swift UI app um, using like Catalyst is, is like the uh, like the framework builder, then you can build apps that span all, all three and over the over the past few years, you've, we've been able to, to, they've been telling us that they've rewritten the Messages app using Swift UI and Catalyst. They've rewritten the Notes app. They've rewritten FaceTime. Like slowly they've been rewriting their apps to use this new framework so that way they can span features across all the platforms. Okay. And that's what makes them compatible and sync with the cloud and everything across all the platforms. Yeah. So like all of that is built in. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. What's next up? Um, a new feature called Shared with You. 
So what this is, is if I um, send you a, a link in the Messages app, um, next time you're in Safari, there's a new section on the home screen that says shared with you. And it's all the links that were shared with you that were text message to you, basically. Oh, love that. If I share with you a photo, there's a new shared with you section in the photos. And it like smartly determines like photos you actually want to keep versus like random Reddit stuff I send you, which you don't yeah. want. Um, there's a new shared with you in music in the music app. So if I share with you a song, you go to the Apple music app. Um, there's a new shared with you section. Same for podcasts, same with news, same with um, Apple TV shows. So unfortunately, there's not uh, an extension for third-party developers to hook into this. And so they really are trying to like get you to be locked in to like the Apple apps. So there's not going to be a shared with you section in Spotify, right? There's not going to be a shared with you section in other podcast apps. But if you use all of the Apple apps, which is what they want you to do, because then they can make more money off of you. Yeah. Then if I text you a podcast, next time you open up the Apple podcast app, there's a new section for you there. So you, if, if I text you a link, you open up Safari, it's there. I think it's really cool. I'll probably only use it for Safari and photos. Same. But even that, I think is pretty cool. It is. That's what it has this purpose. A lot of people do use Apple Music, so it they will do. be beneficial for that. But yeah, I outsource my podcast player as well. Yeah, me too. But uh, that, I think that's a cool feature. Um, there's some other. So that's primarily focused around messages. There's some other like cool things with messages. If someone sends you like 15 photos at once instead of it being like 15 individual messages which it is now they like they group them into a collage and so you can just like swipe them nice um there's like some some other stuff like that um that just helps organize the, the messages app if if you're in group chats and stuff um i don't use that so much but um, that's there that, that's coming in ios 15. okay excited about that okay next up notifications so notifications now, they are slightly redesigned. Um, now, if you get a notification on the left side, there's a little like app icon. And then on the right side, there's some text about what the notification is. Now, the app icon can be a lot bigger. So you can actually see more clearly what app it's from. Okay. Um, if someone, if a person text messages you or something, um, it's not going to have the messages app. It's going to have their face. In, in, that, in that spot, so you can even more easily identify who it is. Um, and then there's this new feature called summary. So you can decide that um, for certain apps, I don't want to get notified immediately. I want the operating system to collect them and then show them to me every morning or every, every evening. So you can say, you know, like Twitter and email and whatever, group those notifications and only send them to me at 7 p.m. at night to create a summary of notifications. And so you have the ability to like configure that and, and, and send yourself a summary, a notification summary at whatever time of the day you choose from. Um, and then I think, so I think that's pretty cool. I also think this is pretty cool. If you have do not disturb set, it'll now show up in the messages app. So if I have do not disturb set and you try to message me, you'll see that Stephen has do not disturbed on. Ah. So now it's, you know, 
I think before you could set it up so like you get an automatic text message back that's like Stephen has do not disturb on or whatever. Mm. Now there's no more of that. You can just see it right in the messages app. Okay, I really like that. Good. I think that's really cool. Um, related to notifications, but something a bit different and more powerful is this idea of what they're calling focus. And so with focus, you can set um, different time intervals during the day, like work, evening, morning, weekend, whatever. Um, and you can configure what notifications you want to see during those times. You can even configure what apps you want to be on your home screen during that time. Okay. So you can say during the work, dur during like work hours, I want my phone to send me email and Slack and like show me all my work apps. But after work, after 6 p.m. or whatever, it's time-based. I, I don't want any email and Slack notifications. I only want these other notifications and I want these different apps to show up on the home screen. So you can set these different focus blocks. Focus blocks are synced across all your devices, iPhone, iPad, and Mac. I think that's really cool. I don't know if I'm going to use it. Um, I feel I'm, like, al I'm already kind of picky with like what apps I have on my home screen and what notifications I let in and whatever. Yeah. But I could see like my mom using that. Well, because a lot of people these days, they want to get off the phone. And so I think Apple's like, don't use these other apps to try yeah, and lock yeah. out your apps. Like use us to try and control how much you use these apps and how much you're on your phone. Like another way of only using Apple products, but still using your phone more, but only through Apple. Yeah, and I also think it's a way of like, you know, I, I think a few years ago, people were like, you know, delete apps from your phone because they're just going to distract you and you don't need them. And now Apple's like, you don't need to delete them. Yeah. You can still have all of your apps. Keep, keep installing more apps. We're just going to help you not get sucked in so much. <laughs> keep installing more apps. Yeah. Especially because yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like, they're like, in your free time, you can use plenty of apps, but get the email work slack like if you're just only focused on those during work hours then spend you know six hours on your phone outside of work is perfectly healthy you know yeah no it's it's entirely healthy where you're not going to get pulled back into work because we're you know those those apps are going to be hidden so you know work-life balance yeah but all centered around your phone of course yeah mm -hmm. but you know i i think some people have some serious like phone addictions i do i go through spurts where i'm addicted to my phone and I think this will, this will help. I think for the people, like, of course, I think there's an older generation who would really, who tries to focus on not using their phone as much, but maybe semi-addicted. But I feel like for our generation and even younger, this definitely, it does nothing to them because they're just yeah. on their phone and, and like, they're not going to. No, no one's going to, like, when they open up their phone during work hours and Instagram isn't there, they're just going to yeah. like. I'm Look. turning this off. Like yeah. I, I want Instagram <laughs> yeah. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what are you talking about? I will use the web browser Instagram on not a, I'll find a PC something. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. But uh, you know, I, I appreciate Apple putting some time into like helping us get off our phone. Even yeah. if that means we end up, we're on our phone more later. Just but, healthier or Balance. There's a yeah, better balance. They give you a bit more control too. Yeah. Um, okay. So that's focus and notifications. So we've done new FaceTime stuff. Yeah. 
some shared with you stuff where if, if someone sends you a, a text message, it shows up in various apps if it's relevant. Not notifications, focus. This next thing I think is super cool. It's called live text. So what this can do is imagine you, you're at school, you're at work or something, and you've just written a whole bunch of stuff on a whiteboard. You take a picture of the whiteboard with your phone. You can then copy and cut. Like you can copy the, the text that was written down and paste it somewhere else as like computer text. I want to see that because I love handwritten stuff. So I handwrite all like we're, we're, we're handwritten on this podcast. Yeah, okay, you're, so. you're going to be able to copy that and paste it into a notes app and, and have it all there. Okay. I'm, from, I'm, I will be using this feature a lot if it works from photos that you have on your phone, from photos that you take with your phone and from any photo on the web. Okay. I think this could be really cool. Yes. That's they, yes. They, in the demo. They showed, um, you took a picture of a restaurant's like ours and sometimes that has their phone number on it mm -hmm. or you can, um, just click the phone number yeah. in the image and it'll call them automatically because it, it'll, it'll translate that, that text in the image to a computer text and then knows it's a phone number and can call them. Love I it. think that's okay, super Apple. cool. Okay, Apple. I'm liking this feature right here. What was this feature called again? The it's called photo? Live Text. Live Text. That's my favorite right now. I like yeah. the FaceTime stuff and I like the shared, but I'm really liking this one. Also in their demo is um, a picture of someone at a restaurant and, and behind him, there was the name of the restaurant. Um, well, you can just click on the photo um, you, you can just have the photo, you click on the name that's on the wall behind him, it'll select the name, and then there's a lookup feature, you, you press the lookup button, and then it'll like oh. search for that restaurant on the web, mm. just from a picture. Oh my gosh. I think that's super cool. This I would love to be able to write notes by hand. I also like writing notes by hand. You know how many times I've, I've written stuff on a whiteboard and wanted it, you know, something digitally? Yeah just to be able to take a picture of it and then just copy and paste it. I think that's going to be so cool if it works. Yes. You know, the, the demos, it worked really well. We'll have to see all of this stuff that they announced our new features, you know, uh, stuff like live text. They've never had on, on the iPhone or iPad or Mac. This will work on all the platforms. They've never had it before. First version might not work so well next year. They'll improve it. It'll work even better. So like, in four or five years, it'll be perfect. Oh, Hopefully right. now it'll be perfect. Hopefully now, <laughs> we don't know. But I'm just saying, I haven't used these features. They were just announced yesterday. They're gonna, they're gonna be available to use starting this fall. We'll have to see how, how good they are, but I, I have high hopes for this one. Uh, I mean, I'm excited. My, you, I was very optimistic at first, and then you just came in with the pessimistic. Like I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to spoil anything. I think it's yeah. going to be, you know, it'll be perfect 90% of the time. And then I can take that. They'll take, it'll take a few years to get that up to 99% of the time. And then a few more years, it'll be hundred percent of the time. Perfect. I was going to say, see, I even, I write little notes on little guest checks at work of different, like, yeah. Uh, imagine if, imagine if like, you could take oh, a picture and yeah. just copy that into the notes app. Then, yeah. then you put it in the notes app. It's searchable. Um, yeah. Oh, you can even you can even 
let's say you have a photo of you at a restaurant um, and the, the name of the restaurant is behind you. You can now go to your photos app, search the name of the restaurant, and it'll pop up that photo because it can read it and uh, then show you the photo. So now it, it increases your web presence as well. Yeah. 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 Love it. So, so that's live text. Um, next is new Apple Wallet features. I think these are going to be really cool. I have an Apple Card. You do. I do not. So I, I was... use Apple Wallet quite a bit. Okay. So, um, so what do I use Apple Wallet for now? I have my Apple Card in it, and I pay with like Apple Pay on my phone or my Apple Watch or something. Um, if I have my, if I, if I'm flying, you can add your boarding passes to Apple Wallet. Uh, yeah. And then. You don't need to print out a boarding pass. You can go to the airport, show TSA your phone, and that's, that's good enough for them, right? Um, okay, so they, they announced they're going to start supporting corporate badges. So if you have a badge, you can put that in Apple Wallet. Um, my old office that I used to work at had a like key card. You couldn't get in the building without the key card. That's going to now be supported. So I think that'll be pretty cool. Okay. Um, they're opening up support. And so what, what I mean by opening up support or it's going to be supported is they're building tools for third parties to integrate with Apple Wallet. Yeah. And they've worked to um, provide some integrations from the get-go. So there's like some like big corporate badge providers that they've worked with. And if your company uses those, then it will be supported it's on easier. day one. Um, over time, more people will build support, but you won't have it on day one. Um, the same for the next thing, smart locks. You can, you know, like change the, the lock on your door at home to be a smart lock and you can unlock it with your phone. Now you can unlock it with like Apple Pay and you can put it in your wallet. I think that'll be kind of cool. Same for hotel keys. They're, they're partnering with Hyatt. And so in over a thousand Hyatt locations, um, mm -hmm. and again, any, any hotel can integrate, but they're yeah. just on day Starting one, it'll be Hyatt. Yeah. Um, over a thousand locations, um, you won't actually get a physical key if you don't want one. They can load your key into your wallet as soon as your check-in happens, um, before you even get to the hotel. Yeah. And then you don't even have to go to the front. You just go straight to your door, unlock with your phone, you're in. Ugh. No more like losing hotel keys and worrying about that. It's all on your phone. And then I think the coolest thing I say for last, they... Um, and supporting states are going to allow you to upload your driver's license. And then in states that support it, um, and there's a handful of states that are going to support it on day one, um, you'll be able to use that any, anywhere where you'd use your driver's license. Okay. The, all right. Uh, comment to the last two things. First. But, okay, well, one more thing. One more thing. Okay, just let me get it all out. Well, I think the you. most exciting thing is they're partnering with the TSA you're going to be able to use if you upload your driver's license to apple wallet use it to board airplanes oh yes love that with the and so, yes and so now if i'm boarding an airplane i have my boarding pass in my apple wallet app i have my driver's license in my wallet app i just need to show up i don't need to bring my wallet i don't have to do anything i just show up yeah put your wallet in your suitcase so you don't have to worry about losing it because yeah. you can buy anything with apple exactly. pay at the airport yeah exactly and i just show them you know, my two things that I get on the plane, I think that's going to be freaking awesome. Yeah. Okay. I interrupted you. What were you going to say? No, no, I, I didn't let you finish. 
the first thing was not that this happens often. I haven't ran into this in the year since I've had it, but since I've relocated out of New York City, I've had to get car insurance, and I have I just my like. insurance cards on my phone, and I do like then would it's kind of like then you would, you don't want to present the officer with your phone, but if you have your license and your it would be a good way you know a cool way then partner with like law enforcement that you can send yeah. that information because my Apple wallet has my insurance in there. Right. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. So the way the TSA thing is going to work is you're going to like, uh, put your phone on like, like kind of like Apple pay where you have to like sit, put your phone close to the device. Yeah. And then, so you're not just going to be able to show them and like put it back. Right. Yeah. It, getting on a plane needs to be a bit more secure than that. So you'll, you'll tap a device at the like TSA booth um, a little pop-up is going to come up on your phone and it's going to say, you're about to share your name, birth date, social security number, blah, 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 with the TSA. Would you like to do that? And if you click yes, then the data will be transmitted to the TSA com computers and they'll be able to verify it on their side and then they'll let you go. Yeah. Um, it'd be cool if we could do something like that with police officers. I was listening to a podcast this morning and they were like, whatever you do, don't hand an unlocked phone to a, to a cop. That's what I was like. Yeah. <laughs> I don't don't yeah. do that. Yeah. <laughs> like if, even if, you know, your state supports it and they want to see your driver's license and insurance, don't just hand them your phone. Like that's, yeah. and then another person on the podcast was like, there's zero chance that a cop is going to take, even if, even if the state supports yeah. it, like police officers, we just have so little respect for police officers. We don't think they can do anything right. Even if it is like legally allowed to show your driver's license on your phone, a cop is still probably going to take you to jail if you don't have your <laughs> license. So I don't think it's going to, it's going to be useful on that front for a while. Um, okay. But it might be at like bars, you know, we just need to show them your age. If it's supported in your state there, you know, there's probably going to be a lot of marketing by Apple to, 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 to say that this is a thing. And so now I've, you know, I used to live in New York city. I left my wallet at home sometimes by accident and I couldn't go into bars now that's not a problem anymore. Yeah, that sucked. It sucked. Like I, yeah. I, you sh I, you don't realize it. You show up, the bouncer out front asks for your ID. You start touching your pockets, and you realize you don't have it, and you just got to go home. Like there's, there's nothing you can do. I mean, in reality, you go to the next bar and see if they have a bouncer, <laughs> the next bar, and then eventually someone doesn't check, and so you go in there. But it sucks. Now, if New York State supports it. I, and I don't remember the states off the top of my head, but um, then I won't have to worry about that. Okay. All right. And what was that feature right before this one as well? So it's in for the wallet app? Yes. The one. Okay. So for wallet, it's corporate badges, smart locks, hotel keys, driver oh, license, TSA. The smart lock. That's what I just saw as well, a commercial talking about your hotel. It was a third party doing this exact same thing, talking about your hotel key, your home. And I guess Apple sensed that coming and they wanted that market as well. Yeah, that company is now out of business. Yeah, because, yeah. <laughs> Apple is going to do it 10 times better than you and it's going to be integrated with the phone and everyone already has the app installed because it's That's default what, and uh, like, sorry. I know. I felt it's like, damn. Find a new job. <laughs> <laughs> All those investors who thought they had something. And yeah, like, no, no, it's well, that's it. That's it for you. Um, okay, new, new, new part of the app. New part of the so wallet is only on iPhone, um, but 
Everything else we've talked about, live text, focus, notifications, all that, all platforms. Here's another one, all platforms. It's new stuff with the Notes app. So in the Notes app, you can today add people to your notes. And so you can like collaboratively, collaboratively work on notes. It's not like Google Docs, doesn't update in real time, but you can add people to notes. Um, you can now like at mention them in notes. You couldn't do that before. You can add um, tags to notes and then you can on, on uh, the like search panel, you can now like organize notes by tags, which, which is kind of cool. Um, there's, uh, um, I, th I think the coolest feature is um, on iPad and Mac, you can, there's this new feature called Quick Note. And so if you have an iPad, you can just swipe up from the bottom right of the screen and a little note will pop up. And then you can, you can type something in. It, it is, it's context aware of the apps you're using. And so if you're in Safari while you do that, there's a little button that says, do you want to add this link that you're currently looking at to this note? Um, if you're in the Yelp app or in photos, you can like add stuff like that. Um, and then those quick notes are accessible on all your devices. You can only create quick notes on iPad and Mac. Mm. So I think that's kind of cool. Um, you have to swipe up with the cursor on the Mac because it's not touchscreen. It's unclear exactly how to do it on Mac. Okay. They, they announced that you can create quick notes on Mac. They didn't demo that. They demoed it on the iPad where you swipe up from the bottom right. Um, it might be like in the menu bar. It might be like a keyboard command. I don't know what it's going to be. Okay. Um, so that's new notes stuff. Um, some A really big announcement for the iPad specifically, which our listeners might not be super um, excited about, but I'm super excited about, is you can now create and build iPhone and iPad apps on the iPad. Ah. So before you needed Mac. If you want to, if you want to make an, an iPhone app or an iPad app, you need a Mac. Yeah. Now you can make them on the iPad. So if, if I just had an iPad, I could build an iPhone or iPad app and then publish it to the App Store without a computer, just a Mac. I mean, just an iPad. I think that's super cool. I mean, how difficult is it to create an app for the App Store? I have zero idea. So, so Apple will reject you if your app doesn't have enough functionality, right? You can't just create an app with your like face on it and like publish it just to say no. you have an app. Like they're gonna reject you. Okay. Um, but so, you know, apps. There are some like pretty simple apps out there. And if you have an idea, like you, you still have to know how to program. And oh, so now, you do have to write the code. I thought yeah, you, you could just. To, no, no, you still have to write the code, but now you can write the code on an iPad. Okay. All right. All right. Um, but so you do this in this app called Swift Playgrounds. And in the Playgrounds app, um, there are tutorials that you can walk through. There's, they announce lots of new, like very beginner friendly tutorials to learn how to build apps. So you still have to, but you still have to know how to code. You still have to write Swift, um, but now you can do it on an iPad. I think that's really cool. Um, what they another thing they they announced for all three platforms is uh, system wide translation. So um, any text you see, so so let's go back to our live text feature that I talked about. If there's a photo, there's some text on it. You can like copy and paste that text out of the photo. Um, if that if that text was in a different language, you can now copy it and translate 
and then it'll translate to, to English. Yeah. Nice. So nice. system-wide translation. They also, there's an app you can download called Translate and it has some of this stuff built into the app. They, they announced that you can now have a live conversation without pressing a button. So previously, if you, if you wanted to talk to someone in a different language, you'd have to open up this Translate app and you'd have to press a button, record your message, and then it would read it out loud. And then you'd have to press a button. The other person records their, you know, says whatever they want to do and it'll read it back, read it aloud to you in your language. Yeah. Now you can just have the app running and talk and then it'll go back and forth automatically. Ah, uh, wow. Oh my gosh. That's I was so just cool. in the hostel. The dude was from Peru and he only spoke Spanish. So this yeah. would have been great. Yeah. Um, like lots and lots of languages are supported. Um, you're going to go to China soon. China is Apple's second largest market. And so everything that they have, Chinese is supported. Mandarin, Cantonese, let's go, baby. Let's go. So I, I don't think, you know, sometimes people like talk over each other while they're talking. I don't think it's going to pick up that very well. Um, but if you're just like, if I speak, then you speak, then I speak, then you speak, even if it does, even if you speak pretty fast, as long as you're not talking over each other, you're going to be able to like translate on the fly. You know what this means? I will That's definitely, for you. I will be dating you. women. That's dangerous different for you. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Different languages. The barrier is no longer there. As long okay. as you're okay with having a phone in front of you. Yeah, I'm always, always. You remember the Friends episode when Phoebe, you know, she had to have the translator. This is 2021. We don't need that anymore. Oh, yeah, we don't need a translator. We just have our phone. Yeah. Our phone can do everything. Exactly. So system-wide translation, voice, pictures, or like text. Um, you can even, um, let's say, like, I, I, don't, I don't know how common this is. But let's say you, you go to a restaurant and you have a picture of the restaurant's name and it's in Japanese, you know the English of that Japanese, you can like search in the photos app the English and it'll translate the photo, recognize it's in the text and then show it to you. So like okay. on all sorts of ways you can think about translation, it, it supports it now. Um, okay. Okay, so next up, privacy. Apple's big on privacy. They talk about it all the time. So there's some new privacy features. Um, First up, you can, so if you lose access to your password and if you lose access to the like, if you don't have access to your email address, you know, if you, if you forget your password, you can like send the forgot your password link to your email. Let's say you don't have access to the email. They'll ask you sometimes like, what was your last password? If you don't remember that, you're just kind of stuck, Like you can lose access to your account. Yeah. Um, there's a new feature where you can select certain people to, if you lose access to their, to your account, um, Apple will ping them a, a six digit code. And then if they give that six digit code back to you, they'll be able, you'll be able to get back into your account. Okay. So you can set trusted family members or friends or whoever they have to be trusted because now they can get into your account if yeah. they wanted to. Um, but if you trust them, you know, great for like older family members, great for kids, great, great for like spouses, great for good friends that, you know, that you really trust. 
Some but now, now this option's yeah. available to you. So I think that's cool. Um, there's a new, uh, I forget what they called it. It was a legacy something, but you can now set up if you die, this person or people will have access to your account. Okay. That makes sense. And, and the way this typically works is one of those people tells Apple, my husband, my mom, whoever died, can you give me access? Apple then will notify that person and give them like two months or something to reply. And if they don't reply in those two months, then they assume that you are in fact dead. And then the, the other person who you set up who has access to your stuff when you die, will get access to all your stuff. I think you that's know, great. Did you watch that final season of black mirror? Yeah. With the mom who wanted to get into like, want to be that Facebook app and she couldn't. And that's why that guy did the whole killings or like held the man hostage it feels like this is because the guy on the phone was mark zuckerberg supposed to be and i feel like you know what i mean they're just they're I'm, seeing I'm sure this. there's ways to abuse these things no no this is the good of it because she couldn't get into her daughter's account oh, i remember that i yes i and then she yeah. she ended up hijacking the guy yeah. to give her access i remember that yeah no this gets around that yeah yeah and yeah, yeah. so now yeah, now she has access <laughs> Apple's uh, Tim Cook's like, ooh, I don't, I don't think I want that to happen to me. Yeah. So we're just gonna build this feature real quick. Um, okay, so now you can do that on your on your iPhone and on your iCloud device. So this is not iPhone or iPad. This is all your photos, emails, whatever. And you can select, like, I want them to get all my photos, but just delete my emails. Yeah. <laughs> Browsing history, delete photos, send over. I'm like, photos are the least I feel like someone's trying to send. Like, it's like, if I wanted you to see the photo, I shared it with you. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, uh, yeah. I, I would love if my mom dies or if my dad dies to get all of their photos. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I hope your parents don't got a lot of stuff they don't want you seeing on there. You know, well, that's just you just live with it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Next thing, and I think this is a big deal for me, so uh, some changes to Siri. So the way that Siri and Google Assistant and Alexa work is you say a command, it then goes and searches the internet for the answer to your command and then gives it back to you. Yeah. Well, um, for a whole like subset of features, um, Siri is going to process them on the device. So if you say, Siri, pause my music, it doesn't need to go to the internet to come back to like pause your music. It can just do that on the device. If you say like Siri, call mom, it doesn't need to like go talk to some server somewhere and come back. It, it can just call your mom because it, it knows how to do that on your phone. Okay. Um, and so a benefit of this is um, Siri responds instantly now. For, for things that it doesn't require to, to go out to the Web internet so even, yeah. even the weather like it, it has the weather on your phone you have a weather app it can just tell you that um yeah. if you like asked you know what year did the rock was the rock born or something like it's not going to know that so it still has to go out to the web but for a lot of things it's going to happen on the device there's some privacy features in that like your audio isn't ever leaving and so it couldn't be it can't be listened to etc cetera, etc cetera. and the siri becomes faster and they said a lot of people do you use siri no, that's what. And they said a lot of people use Siri daily. And I was just like, I'm just I don't know. It feels almost lazy for me to do Siri. 
I'm going to start using Siri now. I'm the reason I didn't use Siri is because um, there were there were a lot of like verified reports that came out about Google Assistant and Alexa. Um, what these companies would do is so under the hood, these these tools use machine learning, yeah. um, and so you know to to make your machine learning algorithms better. What you do is you have to tell it if it made a mistake or if it was correct. And then it can learn over time to be more correct. Mm -hmm. And so what they did is they hired outside contractors to listen to the audio and then showed it how their system interpreted into text. And if it was right, they would mark it as right. And if it was wrong, they'd mark it as wrong and like fix it. And if, if you do this, it, these were humans doing this. They were, they were yeah. contractors that they hired. If you do this on a big enough scale over time, you can train your algorithm mm -hmm. to get better and better and better. But the result of this was people were listening to what you were saying. Yeah. Um, they couldn't identify you, um, theoretically. I think in one case, in, in Amazon's case, they could, um, which was there was like a bug that allowed them to do that. I just didn't like the idea of human beings listening to what I was telling Siri. Okay. That just creeped me out. Yeah. Now that it's happening on the device, I don't have to worry about that. I'm going to use it more often. I just, I was watching the Selena and Chef. I felt a little judgmental when her friend said Siri set a timer, when I feel like I can just open my phone and set a timer. Is that just me being my own type of judgmental self? I know I think that's so. what it's I there think for. So. I think so. But can we really not just set the timer ourselves? I, I'm going to start I, using Siri. Siri, call my mom. Especially like, you know, I'm washing the dishes or something. My hands are dirty. I want to call someone. Siri, call mom. Like with my AirPods in. I guess totally I'm going to start. something I'm going to start doing. Because I've been using the voice text a lot lately. Just I do mess up on it. But I'm like, it's so convenient. Yeah, it's yeah. convenience. It's convenience. Lastly, on the privacy front, many people don't know this, but um, when you get an email from a company, um, there are these little tracking pixels in the email. And so what they do is they, um, they, they put a little, a tiny one pixel by one pixel image in the email. So even if there's no images in the email, there's a tiny one pixel by one pixel image in the email. And when you load that email, the image is then fetched from their server. And so by doing that, they know your IP address mm. and they know when and what time you open the email. And so for all the emails you get, you, all the emails that you're receiving, when you open them, the data you're sending back to the email, to the, to the companies, is when you opened it, mm. what your IP address is, which, which they can then use to figure out where you're located. The location, yeah. Um, and so this is helpful for some. The reason why companies do this is because they can say, um, you know, we sent out this big email and 80% of our people read it. Or, you know, you can A-B test. And so you can say, you know, if we have this subject line, 80% of people read it. And if we have this subject line, only 20% of people read it. And so let's use this subject line. And so... There are some like legitimate cases for it, but there are also lots of nefarious ways it can be abused. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing is just people aren't expecting that that's happening. Yeah. Every time you open an email, 
they get this information. People don't expect it. And so now um, in the new iOS version um, coming out the fall, if you use the mail app, um, Apple will by default um, block all of that information from going to them. Nice. Love that. So you don't have to do anything, but the information now is not going to go to those people. Um, only if you use the mail app. I mean, it's, it's kind of like you like analytics because, yes, you want to know if more people want to eat at Denny's because they open the Denny's email in the south and people in the north aren't eating Denny's and they don't care about your email. But it's like, I don't know. If we're just giving them free information. If you gave me like a subs- something for this, you know, you're just getting yeah. my information for free. Like, why do I yeah. want to help you for nothing? For nothing but but opening the email. So mm. I think what's what's the problem with this is the end user doesn't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. If if we were more transparent about it, maybe it'd be more accepted. And like, could it be like this? Maybe some information about whether or not you opened it. Maybe like we as a society would be okay with that. But I don't think we're okay with letting Denny's know that we were in Houston and like mm-hmm. this particular zip code when we opened it. Like. Yeah. Getting location information, mm-hmm. like all of that starts to, even though some, some companies can probably spin it as to how it's helping their business. Like, I think it's just too invasive. Yeah. Which, so now we're just shutting it all off. Like, I know they were kind of the first that you can go behind the scenes of the app and turn off the location. And, but then at the same time, if you want to post on Instagram that you're at a certain location, you have to have on the location services. Yeah. So it's kind of like the purpose of using the apps. You have to have the location. So I guess you have to turn it on and off depending on when you want to use it or what. There's now, you know, there, a lot of people have talked about, like, I think Facebook is listening to what I'm saying because I talk about something and then I can see ads for it the next day. And mm-hmm. I definitely didn't Google it. I didn't do anything. Like, how did they know? Um, they're not listening. Like, there's actually, like, really complex behind the scenes, like algorithms that, that get all this information. Yeah. Um, like maybe your like mom did Google it and because you're at the same location as them, they know like to show you those ads. And, and yeah. so there's just like really, really good algorithms behind all this. Um, but there's going to be a new section in the settings page called uh, security review, I think is what it's called. And you can see per app um, how often they looked at your location how often they opened your microphone, how often they did all of these things. And so, mm-hmm. you know, you give Instagram access to your location so you can post it, you know, put, put the tag it on your, on your video or, or photo or whatever. You can go and see, are they looking at my location, you know, just when I post it? Or are they actually f- grabbing my location every 10 seconds? Yeah. <laughs> Which is what they're probably doing. Like, you, yeah. can see, you can see all that information in one place in the settings app now. Okay. Okay, we're moving on from privacy. There's, there's more. <laughs> um, this was, there was an hour and a half uh, conference, and so there, there's, they announced a lot. Now we're moving to health, so there's a health app. Um, I think the, the big thing that they, they mentioned in the health app is um, you can now share your health, um, the details in the health app with family members. So, um, and it's becoming a little bit more sophisticated. So let's say your mom, um, your like older mom has an Apple Watch. Yeah. And um, you, um, and she has like an elevated heart rate. And um, she's not like working out or something. 
um, you'll get notified that you know your mom's heart rate is going up. Um, if your mom like trips and falls, you'll get notified that your your family member trips and falls. And so now you know there's there's ways to share your health information with family members. I know. I don't know how much more there is on the health and fitness part of it, but I do want to ask you, is there a benefit? Because I've been struggling with this for a couple of years now to getting an Apple watch. Like, I don't want to get one how everyone else has one. I'm like, are the features in it worth it? I don't think so. I think... Um, like from the health and fitness aspect, because that's what everyone like prioritizes, especially. Yeah, I mean... It, it helps you track your workouts. And so you, you get a better understanding of like what you did, how many calories you burned, et cetera, et cetera. Um, if that's not very useful to you, then it's not like, then you don't need to spend the money for that. Um, I haven't really found that it's helped me work out more. Um, some people that's, that's not true. Um, they try to like gamify it a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, but I haven't really found that by having an Apple watch on, I work out more than if I don't. Okay. Um, I'm going to work out when I feel like working out whether I have a watch on or not. <laughs> um, so speaking of the watch though, I thought of you when they announced this, there's a new, um, so on, on the, on the watch, they have this app called breathe. And what it does is you just click it and it'll take you through a breathing session for one minute. You know, there's a lot of research that suggests if you just like sit yeah. with yourself and breathe for even just a minute, it's helpful. Yeah. Um, there's a new app called reflect. And so it's the same idea, but now they give you a prompt. Like, what are you grateful for today? Ah. Blah, blah, blah. And so at any time, you can just go to the Reflect app, clack, uh, touch it, a prompt will show up, a minute timer will start, and it'll, it'll buzz your wrist to notify you when the timer's over. And you can just like sit there and meditate on this reflection for one minute. Oh, I do love that. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, and it's like it's super convenient, super easy. I use the Breathe app. Um, not like not every day, but multiple times a week. And I, I wouldn't be doing that if I didn't have my watch. So in that case, like that's something that I use. Um, is it worth the like hundreds of dollars? I don't think so, but that's, that's like something I use. I'm really getting again now with the, I, and I know they've been pushing this for the longest time already, but even more, it's like the lifestyle. They want people to fall in love with Apple, not just yeah. as a brand, but as like a lifestyle. Yeah. And it's, and I'm, yes, I'm into the Apple brand, but I don't want to go to Apple for everything. And I'm okay with it. <laughs> I guess, yeah. But you don't okay. even, you outsource some but, things. But, but you're right. Like that's, they're, they're trying to, like ultimately they make their money by selling you hardware. Yeah. By selling you phones mm -hmm. and watches and computers. And the more they can just get you hooked into doing that the more they're going to sell and yeah. they make lots of money doing it. Yeah. And like they know their clientele and they keep making things that are beneficial to their demographic there. And that's what it is. And I, I, I'm in that lifestyle. I just don't want to go to them for everything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you for now. Okay. I'm going to, there's, there's a few things I'm just going to zoom through. Okay. Okay. So there's a, there's a new design in the weather app. It shows you more information it's really cool. Um, there's new design in the maps app. Um, there's new animations. Uh, if you're, if you have directions going, there's going to, you're going to be able to see elevation and you can even see bike lanes and walk lanes and, and whatever. 
Um, but it's only available in like large cities for now. More cities coming next year. But if you don't live in a large city, then you won't have this. Um, one particular feature in New York City that I, I thought was really cool that I want to point out is, you know how you leave the subway and you don't know where you are, like which way is north, which way is south. You yeah. typically have to like walk a little bit, look at a, a sign and then go back. You can use your phone in an augmented reality on your phone. You just put your phone up, you scan the area around you, and then it'll point you in the direction you need to go. Ah, uh, love it. So that's cool. Again, only a few cities. Um, on the iPad, there's new like multitasking functionality. Um, if you don't use, if you're not like an iPad power user, then this won't be helpful to you. But some people do, and there's there's lots of new multitasking stuff. There's widgets now on iPad, so you can put widgets on your home screen. There's, a, there's an extra large widget format. Um, and then in Safari, there's a new design in Safari. Um, I think it looks kind of cool. The big feature there is tab groups. And so you can specify a tab group. And what that does is in one click, you can open up multiple tabs. And so if you like open up the same five tabs every day for work or whatever, you can put those in a tab group, click, and it'll open up for you automatically. Okay. So just bang through a lot of stuff. Um, two more things that I want to talk about. Okay. One is AirPods. I want to talk, I wanted to talk about this specifically because you have AirPods. Um, there's some, some cool new features coming to there. Um, there's two new, um, like ways of, of, of listening to, to stuff on AirPods. And so let's say you're having a conversation with someone and, um, you can, you can change the AirPods setting to specifically to ignore all of the other noise, except for the person who's talking to you. Okay. And so I think this could be really cool if you have like, if you have bad hearing, um, it probably like it definitely isn't like a hearing aid replacement, but maybe at some point it will be. But if you just really want to hear the person in front of you, you can change um, the setting to, to listen to that. Like um, someone that's talking in real life? In real life, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. In real life, yeah. Um, and then the second thing they announced was um, a new feature called separation alert. And so if you leave your AirPods on a bench or at a bar or something and you walk away, you'll get a notification that you left your AirPods behind. Like that. Yeah. So I think that was cool. Um, so that's AirPods. So Final are those thing. real quick on the AirPods. So can you, how do they update the AirPods? Do we have to plug uh, them into the computer and like update them that way? Or is it? No, the updates go automatically from your phone. Okay, so like they the, do wirelessly the from your phone. Okay. Yeah. Right. yeah. Um, last thing, some changes specifically for the Mac that I think are really cool. Um, three things. I'll do the, the two that I think are not, not super big deals. Um, first is shortcuts. So there's this app called Shortcuts on the iPhone. You can, um, this has been around for a few years. You can build different like utilities. So you could say, um, What's an example? Like, let's, let's say there's a default one is called take a break. And so you can um, set do not disturb and you can set some other, um, you can set a timer for 30 minutes and you can like do whatever you want. And then with one click, it'll execute all those things. Okay. Nice. So that functionality, that app specifically is coming to the Mac. Okay. Um, it's a big deal if you're into that sort of thing. Next is AirPlay to the Mac. Yeah, I'm not either. 
um, for whatever reason, I, I didn't know this wasn't a thing actually, but you, you couldn't airplay to a Mac. You could airplay to an Apple TV, but you couldn't airplay to a Mac. And now you can airplay to a Mac. Well, I guess you should just be able to log in on a Mac usually, but I get it. Yeah, but like for whatever reason, um, yeah. I think I think the big feature for this is um, if yeah, you, I guess you could always just go to your Mac and, and start it. But let's say you know you have like a, a iMac that's like front and center in your room, and you want to like and you don't have speakers like good speakers. The speakers on your iMac are going to be better than the speakers on your phone, and so you could just like airplay music to the okay. to that, and so whatever. Um, but a big feature they announced, and I'm not actually going to use this very much, but I think it's really cool, is this thing called universal control. And so what this does is if you set up an iPad right next to your Mac, you can use your cursor on your Mac and move it over and start controlling your iPad. Yeah. And then you can even copy and paste stuff from your iPad onto your Mac. See, I'm, I've been wanting to get an iPad. I just haven't for a while. And I think this would be really cool if I had mine because I would like the dual screens and be able to do different things with editing yeah. audio. But just because I don't have it, I'm like, eh. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear that. I think that's really cool. Yeah. So, so that's it. So, so new FaceTime stuff shared with you. Yeah. Notifications, focus. Live text, baby. Live text, which you're most excited about. New stuff coming to Wallet. Quick notes, some new privacy stuff, health, the new Reflect app on the watch, new like Mac OS stuff, Safari redesign, new design and weather, new design and maps if you're in those cities, some like AirPod stuff, and some like iPad power user stuff. All of that was announced yesterday. Um, it'll be available. Every year, every year there's new, you know, phone updates and iPad updates and Mac updates. It happens around September, they say the fall. So all that's coming this year. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm really, it's making me for the first time, because you know I got the SC instead of the 10. Yeah. I feel like coming, I, next, I guess coming up next spring, getting a new phone with the live photo thing as it gets perfected, I am going to have to get a bigger phone. Yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually really excited. There's no like, like live text is really cool. Live text, um, sorry. There's there's no like huge groundbreaking like this is gonna change forever features this year. Yeah. Um, but like iOS, this is iOS 15. There's been 15 versions. It's for 15 years basically. Like, at this point, it's just refining and mm -hmm. you know ma making it better and so. But I, but I'm excited for some of these things. I think the FaceTime stuff is like long overdue. Um, they've neglected FaceTime. Cool. So they have. you didn't talk about like the recording because you know when you, I guess when you screen record or FaceTime, it doesn't let get the audio. So I guess there's probably something in there where you can record and keep the audio now. Probably. They didn't, they didn't talk about that, but there's a lot of stuff that's coming that they didn't, that they don't talk about in the keynote that is, you know, is, is going to come, but wasn't big enough to, you know, spend 30 seconds talking about in front of millions of people. Yeah. Like these are the big features that they wanted to highlight. There's a bunch of other smaller features. So as we close, what are you most excited about? What are you going to be using the most? Um, so for the past year, I was long distance with Milena and we FaceTime all the time. And so if this was here a year ago, I would have used that so much.
now that we live together, I'm not going to use it so much. Probably, probably live text and the wallet stuff. Like, I'm, I'm excited to put my, my driver's license in the wallet and use that on airports and, and live text. Like, I'm going to be able to just copy and paste from text, I think, is really going to be really cool. Yeah, I think the wallet has a lot of, like, everyday things that are really going to be resourceful yeah. for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. What about you? What are you most excited for? Oh, definitely the live text. I'm excited. If it can get my notes, my sloppy handwriting, because I put all my outlines and everything on. I prefer handwriting them rather than making a Google Doc or something. So this would just, I would love it. And yeah, everything's better for me handwritten. I, it's just, it's more creative with a pen and a piece of paper than like doing this typing. I agree. I agree with you. I write whole if, short stories. Like, yeah. So, Soon, I think the next iteration of this is if they could do drawings. If I can like scribble on on some paper and then it pick that up and recognize it like that, that'll be that'll be cool. Yeah, because we do have something coming in the modern network with some artwork, which it would be awesome if we could just like dabble some artwork and you know. And then it's there. And yeah. then it's there. Yeah, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. We're working on it. We're gonna. Big things are coming in the modern network. Maybe a new website. Maybe, maybe you're gonna you're gonna start reading some of JD's writings, which he's been talking about for a while. Maybe yeah. that'll be coming. Yeah, like like some of my other friends, my hands have neglected to work in the past couple months for some reason. But I'm I'm, I'm gonna put them back to some use. They they forgot how to work. Okay, Bill Simmons. Okay. <laughs> Big things are coming. We're just getting started. This is, this is just we've got. I think we got close to 50 podcast episodes out there. We should we should do a big celebration when we hit podcast number 50. I think we're we're coming yeah. up to it. 50 or 100? Should we should we celebrate? Either one's I a think, celebration. I uh, think I, both are a celebration. Yeah. You're hitting almost podcast 20. Fargo's at like 15, 16, 17. We got Bree on a Modern Woman. She's got almost 10 out. Like we stuff are coming and we got new podcasts coming out. Okay. It, let me know. Let me know if you like this podcast. I have more to talk about. Yeah. He, Stephen is very excited to finally be on A Modern Man. I'm happy to have him. He's, he's going to be coming on more. He was supposed to be a crypto correspondent, but we have someone for that now. Hey, good. I, you know, I follow crypto. I own crypto. I even, I'm, I'm currently mining crypto. Oh. I'm, I'm, I'm connected to the crypto universe, um, but there's better people to talk about it than, than, than I am. Technology, I'm your man. Right. Yeah, We're, there there will be another another tech conference, not the another thing for Stephen to come on and talk about soon. And, and you know, there's just things to talk about. One of the questions that you you had you had asked me before we started was at the end of WWDC, Apple said uh, 280 billion dollars paid out to developers. Yeah, what does that mean? There's that's a whole podcast worth of content right there. Yeah. I mean, what what does that mean? It's it's it it is it, that one statement is um is is the source of of a ton of controversy right now and the source of a lawsuit against Apple, oh. uh, 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 an antitrust lawsuit against Apple. So, a lot is happening in technology. Technology is come ruling the world. It's it's taking over everything. Arrogant, are we? Arrogant about our profession, are we? No, it's not. It's nothing about me. I'm just saying that that's what's happening. And yeah. 
I think, you know, it's interesting, and I think it's worth it's worth talking about. So, more more of that's coming in the in the modern podcast network. I do. I think he just gave the sneak peek of the next time, him coming on is going to be talking about, the money that Apple has, uh, invested in their app store and this antitrust lawsuit that they are currently being pursued for. Yeah, it's Spotify. My 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 current employer. Um, is, is suing Apple and the EU, and, and they just won a case. Let's talk about that. What, what, are, what are their problems with Apple? I think they're legitimate. I, I think Apple is abusing their power against companies like Spotify. It's coming. More, okay. more stuff is coming. Yeah. What, what is right. certain is this Friday, after two weeks off, Another episode of Fargo Watch Party. Are we doing Fargo Watch Party? I'm, ex- this I'm week? excited oh. to get back. I, yeah, I am. I'm, a, I am. I'm excited to get back. I am. I, I feel like I haven't seen the show in ages. What What is Fargo about? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. All, all we know is Baby Molly is the best character to ever grace our televisions, and hopefully we're going to see her this week. Clinical trials as a whole, like there's there's a lot of weird ethics around it. Yeah. That's what when we launch the modern investigates. That's what that would be a love a whole podcast on clinical I, trials. You know, I've always wanted to be an investigative journalist. I mean, haven't we all? I I I, I will I will search the depths of Rochester, mm-hmm. which fun fact has some pretty crazy stuff going on. The mayor's husband, who they're separated, but the mayor's husband was just busted. Uh-oh. For um, weapons and drugs, for like, ton, like seventeen tons of cocaine in their house and drugs. That sounds like some upstate I mean, and, New York mobs or shit. The he, he 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 was one of seven people who got busted in this raid by um, the FBI. The mayor's husband. So like Rochester has some stuff going on. All right. All right. I mean, I don't need you Nancy Druin over there (laughs) writing for the local paper. (laughs) Oh, If I'm not on Fargo Watch Party this Friday, it's because I uncovered some shit and they're coming at me. They're coming after me. I'm going to have to go underground reporting from the basement of an undisclosed location. This is Michael Babar. So thank you for finally coming on Modern Man Podcast, Stephen. It was a joy to have you on. Happy to be here. Yeah. Anytime. I've I've been asking to come on. You've been telling me no. I'm glad you finally let me on. Really, really, I have a, a couple. I have a couple no replies on the text message when I'm like, you want to come on look, this week? I, I'm I'm bad at texting. Okay, like I'm bad at texting. I'll call it next time or Facetime. We got the new updates. I'll fa- new, and record new it. Updates for Facetime. Yeah. Thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. I hope I'm I'm gonna come on more often. Yeah. I already see you once a week, every Friday on Fargo Wash Party. We're gonna continue to do that. But I'm I'm happy that I came on your podcast. Uh, thank you. I'm so happy to have you, Stephen. You and all your intellect. Okay. Thank you, JD. Yeah. Have a good day. Love you. <laughs> Love you too. So that's it for this episode of a Modern Man podcast. We got more coming for you. You can catch me this Friday on Fargo Watch Party with Stephen Merriweather. So you just got a double dose of us this week. Besides that, you know, Brianna Donnell, catch her Monday night as she drops a great new podcast. I'm excited for her guest this Monday. But 
Besides that, I'll see you next week. Remember, rate, review, like, subscribe, follow us. Check out the website. Check out the new things coming. I'm J.D. Farrell. This is a Modern Man Podcast. Thank you.